Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of, be of the highest good for all present and those listening, so mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus, grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. If you're in trouble or hurt or need, go to the poor people. They're the only ones that'll help. The only ones. Welcome to Budget Witchcraft, the 174th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelociRose.com. You may call me Ode. And you may call me Gwyn. Meet. And Car is out. Car is sick with COVID. Yep. He, well, he is recovering. Yeah, he's recovering. Not in the thick of it anymore, but no. yeah, he was feeling pretty shitty for uh, several days. About a week there. Jackson has it too, so it's yep. just a It's in the house. Moment. Yep, it's in the house. But We're trying not to get it too. Yeah, but I am uh, fully vaxxed and mm-hmm. boosted. And boosted. So, so far, I'm vaccinated I'm and probably had COVID three weeks ago, so my antibodies should be popping. <laughs> yep. So, but I'm going to re-up my COVID sigil because I've had them on the doors for Since two the years. Beginnings. And this is the first time. So, and I think it's broken in. So, it needs to be recharged. In. needs to be recharged for sure. And those sigils mm-hmm. I got from Laura Tempest-Zakroff, yep. by the way. She created them at the very beginning of They're the pandemic. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that's our that's our funness that mm-hmm. we've been having so, here. So Cara's once again not with us. Yeah. Because he's, he's still actually, coughing and his voice is bad. Yeah, his voice is bad. <laughs> he he uh, He's actually starting to feel a little better, but mm-hmm. his voice is like toast. <laughs> not, a, not a good voice for, for not audio. Not a good podcast voice tonight. No. Not in good voice. Not in good voice. Any other housekeeping? Other than happy in bulk. Right. Like, in bulk I, is coming. You told me that moments ago and I forgot it again. The edit, it will be in bulk. So happy in bulk. Mm-hmm. I have a blog post on Patheos Pagan for mm-hmm. the first time in three months and it is about in bulk. Queen is back to blogging. I'm back to blogging. It was very hard. It took mm-hmm. me all day on Saturday. Sometimes it's like that. Yep. But I got there, and I'm very proud of it, mm-hmm. and I hope it helps people. And I'm focusing on, for obvious reasons, healing this <laughs> embol. I'm still going to be doing some cleaning, but it's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, dousing the house in antiseptic. Antibacterial stuff, yeah. And antibacterial <laughs> and antiviral everything, you mm-hmm. know, and putting up new sigils. Get that Lysol. And, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be uh, decoviding the house. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, no, so I'm I'm focusing on healing this this time around. I've already warned Ode not to be surprised if I present them with a little cloth for Yeah, I know at some point tomorrow she's just gonna open up my door and be like, put this on your forehead. <laughs> and just bat me with protection. And, and that's healing. something we can talk about tonight. Mm-hmm, yes. But that's it for our housekeeping. We are house kept and house swept. Yes, we are. Okay, very good. So and disinfected too. And disinfected. So <laughs> We're going to be talking about doing witchcraft and also more religious pagan pursuits. And ritual. Um, for as cheap as you can possibly do it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover a range from like lower middle class to you have zero dollars and are homeless. Yep. Because those are two very different ranges, right? Mm-hmm. What seems like 
a budget to someone who's lower middle class is completely unachievable to someone who has zero dollars in the bank. So mm -hmm. we're going to try to cover that whole range. And we're going to be speaking from, you know, various uh, layers of experience. Uh -huh. Yep. We haven't been homeless. That's why I wish Carr had yeah, uh, been Carr has actually experienced in homelessness. His, in his past, before we were married, um, when he was a teenager, he experienced homelessness. Mm -hmm. Gwen and I have not personally experienced yeah. homelessness. We have experienced zero dollars in the bank. Yes. We have not experienced no shelter. But so we are his gonna, perspective would have been very helpful yeah. in, in that arena. But, but we're still going to talk about things you can do for zero dollars mm -hmm. and with zero materials that uh, cost money. This is going to be kind of a rambling one, I think. Probably. There's not really a good way to structure this. Nope, not much. And if y'all in the Discord have any thoughts about cheap or free ways to do witchcraft or ritual, feel free to drop them in the Discord so that we can uh, recite them upon the podcast for mm -hmm. everybody else. Let's start, why don't we, mm -hmm. with just some basic what you can do for spellcraft. Right. The cheapest shit you can possibly get like, for spellcraft. <laughs> even in, in preparation for or uh, in celebration of. Uh, Kitty Catastrophe says, my financial situation has fully influenced my witchcraft. And oh, yes, absolutely. correct. As well as shit. And Rochelle just pointed it out. And it's mm -hmm. the first sort of lower middle class and working poor solution. Dollar stores and garage sales and absolutely. Uh, secondhand shops in general are Absol great for finding stuff. Absolutely. And don't be afraid if you have a friend mm -hmm. or a family member who is getting rid of stuff and not even bothering to have a garage sale. They're mm -hmm. just like going to give it to Goodwill or dispose of it. And you find out and you see a thing that would be really cool. Just ask if you can go through their shit first. Yeah, just ask if you can if you can use some stuff. Like my bells, I inherited from my mother. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and just a, a quick tip from my college experience. Uh, cultivate one rich friend. Yeah. Because they help. will have shit that they don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. And they will just give it to you. Yeah. Thrift shops, Dollar Trees, which there are now Dollar Twenty Five Trees. Yeah, but we're okay with that. Well, we're not okay with it, but we're tolerating. <laughs> we're tolerating uh, capitalism because capitalism isn't giving us a choice. And Swan says, and the opposite. When you purge your belongings, mm -hmm. if you have things, especially ritual things, mm -hmm. as a as a pagan or a witch that you're not um, using, that anymore. you're not using, if you have ex if you have extra dried herbs that you're not going to be using, mm -hmm. or you have a garden that you could allow someone to come and do some wild crafting in, a tarot deck that doesn't yeah. jive with you, yeah. or a deity statue for someone you don't work with anymore, mm -hmm. or whatever. Reach out to your pagan community. This goes back to that hospitality and community exactly. thing we talked about recently, reach out to your pagan community and find out if there's anyone in your area who needs or wants those things. And be willing to give it away, not necessarily sell it, depending on yes. the person's needs and finances. Or to barter. Or to barter. Absolutely. Bartering is a great mm -hmm. way to do stuff. Mm -hmm. Rochelle says you can use your cooking pots as a bell or yes. bell. May not ring pretty, but does make distinct noise. That's absolutely true. And that's a, a good point in general. There are a lot of things you can improvise with what you may have already in your home. Bang a pot. Mm -hmm. You can yell. Mm -hmm. um, most people, Yelling is free. <laughs> yelling is free. Most people have at least some kind of candle, whether it's birthday candles or tea lights, or you go to the $1.25 store, those emergency candle packs. You can get those very inexpensive. Swan says, I've heard of making your own black salt by mixing incense, ash, into salt. That's literally how I make all That's my black salt. I made my I've never purchased black salt in my life. Do you know there's an, another great thing that I have in, in our apothecary that's mm -hmm. great to use? Crushed eggshells. Yes. 
It's called uh, Cascaria mm -hmm. in the, the tradition it comes from. It comes from, it's Voodoo or Santeria, I don't remember which one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Cascaria is yep. you hard boil an egg or whatever. Yep. You, you just preserve the shell. the shell. Make sure that the, they're nice and dry and you clean them out. Right, and, and you, you want to take the membrane off. Yeah, take the membrane off so they don't get stinky. Mm -hmm. So you remove the membrane so you have just the brittle shell. Wash thoroughly, dry it out, and then you just crush it up in your mortar and pestle and you get yeah. a really fine powder. And if you don't have a mortar and pestle, but you do have some kind of a grinder that you use mm -hmm. for spices or whatever. You can use that too. You can use that too. So frankly, you don't even need that. Get a plastic bag, stick yep. the eggshells in there, zip the plastic bag and closed, get a hammer. bang the shit out of it. Yeah, or even if you don't have a hammer, use a, a can or just yep. your, your fist. Yeah, or just, yeah, bang it on the floor. If you have a rolling pin. It's eggshell, it's going to break. Yeah, if you have a rolling pin, you can use that. They're very good for protection. You sprinkle you sprinkle them around. Kitty Catastrophe says hand to a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you sprinkle them in windows and in doorways. They, they do a lot of the same functions as salt. Yep. You can also, if you want to, you can add a little salt. I have uh, occasionally. Mm -hmm. And it'll, you know, just kind of boost the whole the thing. You know, I have the crushed egg cell shells. I have a like a drop or two of essential oil. Mm -hmm. I might have some herbs and some, you know, some salt that I grind oh. all together. But you can just use just the plain eggshells all ground up with nothing added. So if an essential oil is out of your reach, but you still want something that smells nice, mm -hmm. my suggestion, go to, and this is going to cost a little bit of money, but it's going to cost less than uh, an essential oil most of the time. You can go to a grocery store somewhere in the international foods aisle they'll probably have like a big fucking bottle of rose water mm -hmm. that is mostly water a little bit of rose essence it's going to spread a lot farther than a little jar of rose essential oil and cost a whole lot less and you can also get orange blossom mm -hmm. and i think one other yeah there are a few there's a few essence waters yeah. i guess yeah, that you can basically. get in in most international food aisles and you can make your own as mm -hmm. well. You can make your own wildcraft or if you mm -hmm. get, you know, borrow things from other people, people hand you mm -hmm. uh, herbs that you can create a brew with mm -hmm. them. Yep. But you can also create an oil, some coconut oil somewhere in your bathroom. You can use that. Right. If you, if you have an if oil have that's useful for that, because yeah. you can't use, like, I don't think you can use olive oil for that. But you can use olive, if you have olive oil in your cupboard and you're doing a ritual or a spell, where you need okay, to Rochelle is saying you can infuse olive oil. Okay. And and you need uh, to do some uh, anointing of things. Right. Olive oil is great for anointings. But yeah, you can actually. You can just put some, you just, you can get spices out of your cupboard that are like appropriate to yeah. whatever you're doing and just put them in some olive oil like you would use yeah. to put on bread and just yeah. dip, dip, dip. It's no different than uh, infusing an uh, olive oil with an herb that you're going to cook with. Right. I think it's just that olive oil has a very distinct scent on its it own does. already in a way that most of the oils you use for essential oil purposes do not. That's true. But if you have an extra virgin olive oil, you it's have a little less, less of a scent. A little That's less true. of a scent. Us broke pagans anointing with olive oil and making our own sauce smell like dinner. That's true. That's true. And that's okay. Like if you cannot or, or don't want to go the white sage route. Mm -hmm. But there are lots of other things you can burn. There's twins, burns, rosemary. rosemary. She grows in her own garden all the time. And lavender. And the thing is you don't have to buy plants that are already started. You can get seeds at the Dollar Tree, at Dollar General, grow your own. Or if you know someone who's a gardener right. and they have extra, ask if you can harvest from their yard. Yeah, because like garden. when we grow chive, we get so much goddamn chive. So much chive. chive. We, like if anyone we know wants chive in the local area, they can have some fucking chive. We've got so much chive. <laughs> like do. you get a good producing plant and you need neighbors oh, yeah. to take some of it away from you. 
more practical level, although you can also use them for magic because you can use virtually everything for magic. Mm -hmm. Potatoes, super mm -hmm. easy to start growing somewhere, and then you have an easy source of uh, lots and lots of calories. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you have magic that you need to, to perform, but you don't have a lot of money for fancy oils gear. or gear or things like that, you don't actually have to have those, all the, the fancy doodads. Even if you want the physical mm -hmm. stuff to do your magic with, like I like doing physical oh, yeah. stuff with my magic. You can find inexpensive sources for what you need to do spell casting. And I will, I've said it before, I will say it again, mm -hmm. and I will continue to preach this. A simple candle spell is as effective as the most elaborate ritual. And again, doesn't have to be a spell candle. Can be a birthday Can cake be candle. A birthday candle. That will still work. It'll work because it's just focusing your intention, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's adding whatever correspondences that you've gleaned from from the spirit of the of the objects and mm -hmm. items and plants and things that you're incorporating. I'm being reminded because I'm looking right at it. One of my favorite cheapo witch hacks: don't buy fancy jars no. with corks and shit. Mm -hmm. Get a salsa jar, clean that shit out, yeah. put whatever you want in it. I save pretty much every, every jar. <laughs> Every jarred food we've ever had in this house has been cleaned, repurposed, sanitized, and put into the apothecary. Pretty much. I've got more that require filling. Uh -huh. If you need something to catch thunder water in, mm -hmm. get a nice big wide jar, you yep. know, to, and then you're all good. Yep. And that's one of the things where, like, a lot of the times you, you need at least water, right? Like, you need to at least be able to offer water or mm -hmm. whatever. Water should be free. Is not always. Yeah. If you can't get free water, either go grab some out of the snow or go set out a dish and wait for rain. Mm -hmm. Water will come to you. Yep, exactly. And uh, yes, Hunter says, I remember y'all talking about doing spells in astral as well. Mm -hmm. And that could definitely save money. Energy work. Absolutely. Astral, doing it in astral is great because you can have whatever tools you want, mm -hmm. as fancy as you can imagine them, for zero dollars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And... As Kitty Catastrophe has also mentioned, magic is intent. The rest is is gravy. The rest helps you focus. Brandon Grace says, some classic southern folk magic from around here has just three ingredients. Yourself, belief it'll work, a bit of alcohol is payment. Exactly. And it exactly. doesn't have to be good alcohol. Exactly. It, it really doesn't. I think that is uh, the thing that a lot of, especially people who are new to the craft, mm -hmm. they believe you have to buy the stuff because, let's face it, Capitalism has mm -hmm. made its mark on... There's a consumerist yeah, bent. There's a consumer bent when it comes to witchcraft and paganism. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. Because, right. you know, people have we to live under money. capitalism and you got to make that money you somehow. You got to make money somehow. And I'm, I'm very happy... I'm happy to, to support the small creators. Support, yeah, the small creators and the people who have put their life and soul mm -hmm. into uh, a storefront or a website. To producing tools for other witches and pagans to use. Exactly. I do not begrudge them that. But none all. of it is necessary. But Exactly. None of it is absolutely must have or mm -hmm. you're not a witch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, have, you, you can do magic on a very slim budget and it is just as effective as any other magic. I was ran and saying, just getting stuff straight from nature is always monetarily free. It's like Absolutely. get it from the right spot. Most plants don't want cash, just maybe some water or food or energy in my mm -hmm. experience. Yep. Always ask permission, mm -hmm. always leave an offering of some kind that is going to uh, benefit. Enrich the environment. And enrich the environment. Don't over harvest. Mm -hmm. 
and respect where what where you're at. Respect the land where you are asking to, to harvest from. And remember, you can do that in urban environments, too. Yes. You can absolutely. get dandelions from between the sidewalk cracks. You can pick up gravel from your parking lot. All that shit can be used for magic, too. Absolutely. And, but still, asking permission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Treat it exactly the same way. Treat it exactly the same way. Because it's exactly the same stuff. Just because it's urban. It's just in a different environment. But I just want people to remember, you can do that still in an urban environment. If you live in a city and don't live anywhere near a park, you can still find objects you can use in magic. Now, I do want to point out that some cities do have ordinances about picking flowers. Yes. So, do know what the laws are in your area if it's okay for you to pick the occasional dandelion right. or stealthily. Or, yeah, do be a gorilla guard. Do it under the radar. <laughs> yeah. If nobody catches you, there was no crime. <laughs> if I mean, seriously, if you come across an empty lot that has some beautiful wildflowers mm-hmm. growing in it, be wise. Yeah. Always be wise. Don't get caught trespassing. Elle says, related thought, a point they made over on the Around Grandfather Fire podcast is that the gods don't care how much money we spend on offerings. They have a vested interest in their followers being whole and healthy. Offering what you can in the right spirit is far more important than the dollar amount. Exactly. That is true, both for offerings and for magic. Adding more expensive stuff to your magical process doesn't make, doesn't make the magic better. No. That's or stronger or, or anything but more expensive. It literally makes no difference except yeah. in the dollar amount. Now, now, if you have the means mm-hmm. and you want, and it's not because you're trying to compete with Becky over you know, on, Becky Instagram. on Instagram, <laughs> but because you see something that really speaks to you that you really want to work with or do or, you know, whatever, that's, that's totally you, mm-hmm. you know, go with what works for you, what your finances allow you to do. All follow, we're saying, follow your bliss, follow your bliss. And if you can afford something really cool and fancy, go for mm-hmm. it. But all we're saying is you don't have to, right? You that can is- do effective magic on a very small budget or, or a zero budget yeah uh, on a nothing budget on a you nothing can still budget. do magic absolutely if you have a piece of chalk not even a piece of chalk if you have one of those really soft stones uh-huh. sandstone that act, or that chalk stone like yep. chalk and you can do in your outside and you want to do some kind mm-hmm. of create some kind of a sigil or some kind of magical symbol crafting your spell outside there you go you don't have to have a fancy pen or a pencil you don't have to have markers you don't even have to have paper. Nope. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. There are times. so many flat surfaces in the so world to write on. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times as a kid, I would be outside and there'd be a sidewalk and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have chalk. But there'd be a good rock But there'd it. be a good rock and I could make pictures. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing with Spellcraft. Yep. And getting back into stuff you might already have in your house. Eyeliner, great for doing sigils. Oh, yeah. Especially great for doing sigils you can keep on your body somewhere. Mm-hmm. If you need to bring it with you. Yeah. Especially if it's waterproof eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Because if you're going to do like eyeliner under your clothes somewhere, that's you want to protect it from sweat. Yeah. So yeah, you want a waterproof eyeliner ideally, but yeah. And another thing, uh, if you have a surface that nobody's going to care about mm-hmm. and you have some lipstick. Mm-hmm. Also great. You can use that too. Elle says invisible sigils on your skin with oil plus Absolutely. essential oils if that's available. Uh, for that matter, you can trace the sigil on your skin just with your own finger exactly. and intention, just changing the way the energy flows mm-hmm. through your skin. Just using your finger as the pointer because it's easier for humans to visualize that way mm-hmm. and just tracing it and visualizing the energy changing the way it moves to match that sigil. Exactly. And then it's truly invisible. No sign. <laughs> yep. 
Exactly. So it is just, it's so amazing to me how many things can actually be done, how many spells, how many can be adapted, can be adapted for little to no money mm -hmm. spent doing some kind of a spell jar. Yes. If you have... Get that salsa jar. Get that salsa jar. They're perfect. They're actually they the are. perfect They're size. the perfect size. I, I love a salsa that jar. That one's a little big for me for a spell jar. But if you get like a, a jam jar, I think. Jam jar is, is also great. Good. You can use um, a salsa jar, a jam jar, some kind of small, you know, recycle. And Swan jars. says, yes, plus salsa comes in a salsa jar. Yeah, yeah that's the great thing. Exactly. You buy it for the contents and then you just have the jar for magic. And I think that's the thing to remember is like you already are purchasing this thing, whether it's for food or whatever you, know what it you need it for. It's not even recycling. It's the capitalism version of using the whole bird. And you, you, you can find things that you have in your house. Mm -hmm. Spices in your cupboard, mm -hmm. flowers in your yard or your Nails. garden or your neighbor's yard. If you're doing, <laughs> if you're doing Ask a, permission. Yeah. If you're doing a nasty spell mm -hmm. jar, you get nails and screws. Yeah. Oh, especially the, the rustier the, rusty ones, the better. The rustier the better, yeah. And of um, course, we've talked about before, you know, you can use your own hair, mm -hmm. urine. Spit. Spit. Kitty Catastrophe says old sewing needles work damn well, too. Yeah, you just exactly. want spiky things. Exactly. And that's just for if you're doing some kind of a spell jar, like a witch's jar. Mm -hmm. Targeting someone. Targeting someone. But if you're doing a money spell, mm -hmm. you can grab a bunch of pennies and, you know, yep. uh, some herbs. And What I like to put in my money work is coffee beans. Because mm -hmm. to me, coffee feels expensive. Yeah. It feels so like those, a luxury. So those things that feel luxurious to you, mm -hmm. you could draw a picture of, of, if you don't have a dollar bill, yep. draw a picture of a dollar sign. Because it's representative anyway. It's representative, exactly. And put those things into the jar and bless it and put it on your altar but again you can do that for oh. very little money sidebar i've used disposable oh. water bottles for freezer spells mm -hmm. for every freezer spell i've ever done exactly a disposable water bottle is ideal for a freezer spell because it's not going to shatter once you put it in there exactly exactly so we've done a couple of freezer yeah. spells. so that's a good use for your disposable water bottles kitty says i add dirt to money spells because land is expensive as fuck that's, that's a good point true. yeah dirt actually like your native soil is is really good for mm -hmm. uh, a lot of magical purposes mm -hmm. in fact and it's free if you have made a chicken for dinner mm -hmm. keep those bones keep those bones turn some of them into soup and use some yes. of them for magic exactly our Tiger Nix summons you to Valhalla Taproom in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Join us there for a wide range of unique meads, craft beer, and mead tales. Cocktails built around our meads and inspired by classic drinks like the Mojito and the Bloody Mary. Valhalla also serves handcrafted Italian sodas for the kids and designated drivers and offers three unique alcoholic slushies each week. This week, Ode suggests Frau Holda, a creamy eggnog-inspired drink only available during the winter season. Valhalla is open Thursday through Sunday. Find our hours online at norsenectar.com and follow Valhalla KZU on Facebook for upcoming events. Hail Dictonus! Hail Dictonus! Writing things on fire! Writing things on fire! That's another thing you can do. Singing, dancing... Yes. Using your body. Come up with little rhymes. Yep, exactly. Rhiannon says, maybe we need to have a talk about confidence in magic and the like again, though, because I feel like especially baby witches really don't get how simple while simultaneously hard it can be. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe in yourself without hiding behind the stuff that makes magic feel like magic. Yeah, that's a good point. 
I think some definitely, especially uh, inexperienced witches, mm -hmm. uh, end up using materials as a crutch. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which I think, and I've, I've spoken about this in past episodes, I think it was the most valuable lessons I've ever learned in, in witchcraft came from my mentor, yeah. who emphasized using your intention and your will without props. When she taught me that, it actually strengthened my understanding of what magic is so that now, you know, I still use candles and herbs and oils and, and things that, you know, and spell bags and things to, to craft magic. But it was having that base of understanding of intention is where it all starts. I understand that. However, I want to bring a opposing viewpoint. Fair. I was talking to another witch recently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who simply cannot focus in the way that is necessary to make intention your only magical tool. We will p have people say mm -hmm. here on the Discord, we've said it, mm -hmm. that all you need for magic is intention. Fair. And for people who can't focus enough, mm -hmm. either because of a neurodivergence mm -hmm. or for trauma reasons, mm -hmm. or they just don't have enough mental energy, or they just don't have training in it or whatever, mm -hmm. for people who can't do that, the tools are not optional. Right. And I do think we need to acknowledge that. I agree. And I do agree with you on that. Rhiannon said something interesting. It's incredibly hard, in my opinion, to actually get a strong result without a focus. And now all I'm thinking about is the difference between warlock, wizard, and sorcerer in D&D and how it's probably more realistic than we may think. That's actually a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. So for people who are unfamiliar with those classes in D&D and in fantasy spaces in general, the difference between them is that uh, a wizard learns magic by studying through research in an academic way. Mm -hmm. They have a specific number of spells that they have learned to reproduce reliably on command. A sorcerer is someone who has an intuitive understanding of magic. Mm -hmm. They haven't studied it in an academic way, mm -hmm. but they can intuitively produce a smaller selection, usually in a more narrow focus of more powerful spells. Mm -hmm. So. In a specific area, they have an intuitive understanding of magic, and they can produce strong results with less preparation than a wizard can. Okay? Mm -hmm. So those are the people for whom magic is Just very natural. easy and who naturally um, focus well and use their intention well and have mm -hmm. a lot of energy to, to push in that. And then a warlock is someone whose magical power isn't rooted in their own practice at all, it is a gift that is given to them by a patron to whom they offer some kind of service. It could be a god, it could be a devil, it could be a fae creature who gives them the ability to perform specific kinds of magic. Mm -hmm. Again, it's usually a more narrow skill set than the wizard who is academically practiced, and they owe something that the sorcerer doesn't because it's not natural and intuitive to them. It's mm -hmm. something that they are exchanging service for. I think you find that there is a category of, of modern practitioner who feels drawn mm -hmm. or called by a specific deity mm -hmm. or spirit to to uh, to learn and understand magic, and mm -hmm. they are and who given, can help them specialize in yeah, specific kinds exactly, and they give them a, a, a focus and a, and ability and some mm -hmm. you know help awaken an ability right. perhaps, but it comes with a, a pact or mm -hmm. a cost to pay to that patron. Um, and so I think that sounds sinister, but right, it's not. It's not necessarily. Like, obviously you can't break normal human 
people in the real world down into those categories right. as cleanly. But I do think that's an interesting way to think about it. Which but, we just attempted to do, or I did. No, but, but I, yeah. I do think that's an interesting way to think about it. Are you more of a a wizard who's studying magic academically, mm -hmm. a sorcerer who understands magic intuitively, mm -hmm. or a warlock who's working magic through the assistance of a, of a patron. Right, exactly. I would categorize myself in the sorcerer category. Right, whereas I am more of a wizard slash warlock. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm dual class. Even though, you know, again, we're talking about fantasy characters and right. we're talking about, but there's some real world understanding are, that yeah, you can bring into Exactly. To people, to kind of explain things to, mm -hmm. to someone. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying like, hey, these are the categories we need to be no, using no, out. But no. I am saying these are interesting ways of thinking about yeah. it and of thinking about how you interact with magic, right? Mm -hmm. So like as a person who is more wizard-oriented, mm -hmm. it makes sense that I am more inclined to use the tools and systems that I learned in an academic way mm -hmm. and that I like to do my magic in a more structured format. Mm -hmm. Gwyn, as more of a sorcerer archetype, has a more intuitive yeah. understanding of magic so she can just sort of fly by the seat of her pants and vibe with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I do think that's an interesting way to think it about um, the different ways people approach magic. So that maybe so that we can break away a little bit from this like, well, you shouldn't have to need blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Because, well, maybe they're just a different archetype. Maybe they're a different type of magical person. Mm -hmm. Maybe their understanding or their what's drawing them to magic in the first place is different than what's drawing you. What's drawing you. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that how they perform it would be mm -hmm. different. So speaking about, you know, all of these things that we've been talking about, about how you can get the, the necessary tools mm -hmm. that you want, like a knife out of your kitchen if you want to use some kind of an athame. Mm -hmm. Stick from the yard that has right. fallen from a tree. Makes a wonderful wand. Makes a wonderful wand. Just the stones that you happen to come across mm -hmm. it on, on your on your, on your walk, travels. On your travels. The occasional seashell, you mm -hmm. know, that doesn't have a creature living mm -hmm. in it. All of these things uh, are are can become tools. Bit of broken asphalt. Acorn caps. Mm -hmm. Walnuts. Any, any kind of nut, really. Yeah. Are great. Are great. Working at Valhalla at the bar, sometimes people lose things. And we keep them mm -hmm. uh, behind the register for you know, like a month to see if anyone comes Lost back for them. Yeah. But usually it's just like a, a piece that clearly broke off an earring or something mm -hmm. like that. So for some reason over the last six months, like three or four little sun and star shaped charms have been found around the place, mm -hmm. have never been recovered or, or asked for by anyone. So they're mine now. And I put them <laughs> in my witch altar where I mm -hmm. keep all my stuff. And the next time I need a star or a sun symbol, I'm mm -hmm. going to have one. Like if you need a cup or a bowl and you don't have a nice fancy a fancy ritual ritual one. goblet or an altar plate or whatever, you can just use, and I have, <laughs> just use a little tiny, one of those little tiny juice glasses. Yep. And a small, if you have a small ramekin, that works great. Mm -hmm. uh, but if all you have is a cereal bowl. Or your own cupped hands. Or your own cupped hands, that works. And nobody said you had to have incense. Mm -hmm. that, no. That's a luxury that if you want to, you can find it inexpensively. Shoot, you can get incense at the Dollar General now. Yep. <laughs> you know, find it at and incense store. burners, you yep. know. Uh, yeah, so Samwise the Blonde asked, what about access to information? I feel like when I started out, I spent a lot of money on books. 
library. Borrow books from pagans and witches that you know who are willing to lend them out. And Samwise follows up with most of the information you find if you don't know what you're doing is problematic at best. That's true, but it's not something that, like, that's that's just a you have to plug into yeah. your community. Yep. And that like, is also just part of being, I hate to say it, it's part of being a pagan or a witch. Yeah, it's just learning to filter through learning the bullshit. Learning to filter through and your, bullshit. And your first few books and, and resources that you find are going to be bad. Yeah. And that's just going to be part of it. So Rana Gray says, gaining the knowledge of how to sift through bullshit just takes time and isn't limited to just witchcraft. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just takes time. It takes talking to other people in your community, you know, and being willing to always be a student. Yeah. And, and be willing to be wrong about and shit. And be willing to be wrong. If you find out that something you learned early in your practice mm -hmm. is just, just wrong, it's okay to say it was... It's, I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. I learned some some old information mm -hmm. that has been updated in recent years. Rain and Grace says, like most of us, probably used to call smoke cleansing smudging. Exactly. Yeah, that used to be very common. It's still very common. You still find and it. And we're still fighting to make people stop doing that. I, I see... Mm -hmm. uh, Hunter adds also podcasts. Yes, the vast majority of podcasts are free. Mm -hmm. And there are lots and lots of great pagan way. and witch podcasts you can listen to mm -hmm. to, to get resources exactly. and information. You can learn a lot of things. And there's TikTok. You know, yes. You got TikTok. We've YouTube. talked about it before. There's good shit on TikTok. There's some good stuff on there TikTok. There is, I'm going to link it if I can find it again. There is a spectacular money mantra on TikTok. And I don't want to just recite it because I want to give credit to the original author. But you can find stuff like that on TikTok if yeah. you're on the witch talk side of TikTok. Exactly. Let's see. Is there anything else? Well, cheap? like, you know, creating a ritual. What is it that you're trying to create? What is it you're trying right. to do? Are you trying to honor a deity? Mm -hmm. Are you, is there going to be a spell included? Is it for a holiday? What is it that you're going to do? On Tuesday, when I celebrate in bowl, mm -hmm. I'm planning to get a bowl of water, mm -hmm. place it on the altar before Brigid, mm -hmm. ask her to bless it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to light some candles because she's all about the fire too. Yep. <laughs> Lady of the Forge. I'm going to make grilled cheese sandwiches for my family and mm -hmm. offer some of it to Brigid. Going to make them in the cast iron. Oh, that's a good idea. Make them in the cast iron. Yeah, I'll make them in the cast iron. And I'm going to create a tea mm -hmm. that I can have one cup of to drink mm -hmm. and the rest is going to be part of of a potion mm -hmm. that will be used during a cleansing ritual when I take my shower. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take some of that water from the bowl that has been, you know, that has been being blessed mm -hmm. by Brigid's presence. I'm going to take some water from that to include in the potion for the shower. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to dip some cloth. Correct. In that. <laughs> in that. And I'm going to give it to my family. Mm -hmm. For them to put on their foreheads. To get anointed. To get, to get zapped. A, to get zapped and anointed by Brigid's Healing. Mm -hmm. That's the extent. I bought some roses mm -hmm. and uh, put them on the altar. And that's pretty much going to be the extent of my decoration for yeah. this year. For Imbolc. And it can be as simple as that. It can be simpler than that. It can be simpler than that. You could just make the grilled cheese sandwiches and, and do it with, you know, Brigid in mind. And that would do. Mm-hmm. Constantly saying this. It doesn't have to be complicated. Nope. Yes. Randy Gray says, tea in general, I feel, is an overlooked part of magic. Drinkable potions. Absolutely. Yes. I'm very much into herbal infusions yes. and creating teas. Tea and soup. Tea and soup. Drinkable Kitchen. potions. Kitchen witchery, man. It's yes. a thing. Kitchen witchery is the most budget-friendly way because you got to eat anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you got to eat anyway, so, you know, stir in that magic. Mm -hmm. And feed it to your family for health, for well-being, for 
for whatever intention you need for your children, your spouse, yourself, your friends, if you're feeding your friends, and use that in a ritual. Mm -hmm. Use it as a potion, not just to drink, but to anoint, to pour, to use in a bath. Chicken soup is a health potion. There you go. And all you have, because <laughs> you're able to literally take it into your body. You can literally take it into your body or pour it on your skin or just take the leaves from the tea bag. I've done that before. When I haven't had an herb I needed, I thought I had it in a tea bag. I've opened the tea bag, taken the herb out, and created a spell. Also, you can do even simpler than that. When I was in college and I was super broke at all times, I ran out of tea, but I still had water and a microwave. Mm -hmm. One of those little, I had one of those little fucking lemon juice things that looks like a lemon. Mm -hmm. I had one of those. So I would just steal sugar packets from the cafeteria and I would make just hot lemon water with sugar. Hey, that's a good, that's good. And I made like, that was what I drank for like a straight month in college. Cause it was all I had. I would put two drops of lemon in a hot mug of water and one sugar packet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you like, you can make it work with that. Yeah. Food magic, herb magic, you can utilize so mm -hmm. many things in your kitchen because you're already having to use it anyway. You're, exactly. you're feeding yourself, you're feeding your family. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to take a, a do a ritual cleansing, just a regular old bar of soap will do. Yep. And your shower. Doesn't have to be fancy soap. Doesn't have to be fancy. Soap. It can be ivory soap in your shower, in your bathtub, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, cleansing the the gunk off. If you veering back into the homeless territory, mm -hmm. if you don't have a shower, Fucking do your cleansing ritual with a wet wipe. Mm -hmm. You can make it happen with whatever you've got. Exactly. You can put the the health magic into like the dollar candy bar you were able to buy. Mm -hmm. Carve a sigil into your bar of soap. Ooh, I yes. love that idea. Very that's good. That's a great idea. Very, very good. Oh, that's the other thing. You can use a needle and thread. Yes. For so for, much. For shit. so much. Like for protection magic. Mm -hmm. I Yes, I admit it. I got it from reading Magic Lessons, the prequel to Practical Magic uh -huh. by Alice Hoffman. Blue thread, that is a protective amulet that you can create just by sewing your buttons with blue thread or just sewing, you know, like on your kid's clothing. You mm -hmm. know, just do a little... Do a little stitch. Do a little blue stitching or whatever color means protection, protection to, you. to you. Needle and thread. It's going to be black for a lot of people. Yeah, black, whatever it is. Beauty magic. If I've talked about I talked about this a million years ago. Mm -hmm. Every time I do my nails, I'm doing a little bit of glamour work. Exactly. Do glamours when you're doing your nails or when you're washing your face, whether it's with soap or cleanser or just plain water, whatever you're using. Use that as for your glamour magic and however you're in whatever your intention is. Mm -hmm. Rhiannon Gray says, gotta mention it because we haven't so far, and I just saw an Insta post on it. Mm. Sex is magic. Absolutely. Even solo. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of power there. A lot of energy in any kind of, of sexual activity. So as long as you're not asexual, that is available to you. Super. Or even if you're asexual, but you're the kind of asexual that's sex positive or, or that masturbates, you can still do that. Absolutely. Sex definitely is power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of energy and power and symbolism, mm -hmm. especially if it's with a partner mm -hmm. or partners. Although, um, do tell your partner if you're going to do sex magic. Yeah, don't do sex magic without informing your mm -hmm. partner or partners. That's first. part of the informed consent. Yep. Even if they've consented to have sex with you, they also need to consent to the magic part. <laughs> exactly, because you're actually creating energy together mm -hmm. and not just for intimacy, Yeah. but for, for a magical, magical purpose. purpose. So if you're so doing that, you do got to get first. consent for that. 
Yeah. Elle says, I feel like solo versus with a partner would be different energetically, not necessarily more or less. Yeah, I agree. I mm -hmm. think they just pref they, they just generate different kinds of different energy. Different kinds of energy. But you do have the advantage with a partner of having two people's energy. Mm -hmm. So there is that. So I think we've talked about, you know, how you can create craft a ritual mm -hmm. with the things you have in your home. Mm -hmm. Or whatever you can find or in your yard. whatever you can find in your yard. Go out and stand under the moon if you if you want to do a full moon ritual and just say hello. Or go out and stand in the wind. Stand in or the go wind. Go out and stand under the sun. Yep. Sometimes just go out and be in a natural space. Yeah, absolutely. Or well, even, even just be in the city but be conscious of the fact that the city is in itself a natural space. Mm -hmm, exactly. I think that's one thing that, that really does need to be remembered is the mm -hmm. city is a natural space. Yeah. And we can... It's a natural life. space we've altered. Yeah. But we're also natural creatures. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things that, like, it's really hard sometimes to remember and articulate. Mm -hmm. Like, humans are animals. Yeah. So the things we have done to make the world accommodate us, like, they're not universally good just mm -hmm. because we're animals and we did them. But, like, they're not unnatural. Mm -hmm. Like, separating us and our works from the world in that way, I don't think is productive. Yeah. We need to be more conscious of the effect we have mm -hmm. on the world if we want it to keep supporting us. But the effect we have on the world is as natural as beavers damming a river. The things I've, I've written about in my blog posts and posts and uh, things that I've taught to students that I had when I was teaching about green earth witchcraft is that we live within nature, not above it. Yeah. We're part of. We're part of it. We are part of the system. Therefore, we affect the system. So I think, again, I think we've covered as much as we can. Yeah. I like. Hopefully we've given some practical suggestions. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've probably. Like I said, this one was a little rambling repeated, and we knew it was repeated ourselves a little bit. And, I, and because it's stuff we've touched on. In other, in um, other places. Yeah, in other places. Uh, a lot of it comes down to mindset. Yeah. A lot of, of, of being a budget witch, of being mm -hmm. a cheap witch, of being a free witch is just decoupling the idea of having to pay for your craft. Yeah. And I think we have to be, get to a place where we embrace mm -hmm. where we're, where we are at monetarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always, you know, if you want to, obviously I'm not saying don't strive for more or don't strive for abundance or if that's what you want, then go for it. But I guess what I'm saying and is, under capitalism, that does mean money. Yes, it does. But what I'm saying, as far as your witchcraft is concerned, it's not dependent. Yeah. It's not dependent on having enough money yeah. to, to do some big grand thing or to have all the stuff or, mm -hmm. or whatever. You can do incredibly intense and powerful magic with just a few items, just in your space, in nature. Making it work. Making it work. Rihanna Gray says, just don't feel like your magic has to be restricted by capitalism. Yep. Being broke doesn't make your magic less. Jeff Bezos would not be a more powerful witch than you just because he has too much money. That's right. Our words also. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Remember, your words... So speak your truth and speak your magic. Yes. And speak your intention. Yes. But also do it with wisdom. Think before you speak. Think before you speak. <laughs> know thyself. Do thy will be true. And I can't remember the exact quote, mm -hmm. but it's watch your mouth. Uh -huh. Watch your words. Uh -huh. Because words have power. The shit you say matters. The shit you say matters. Now, and this does not mean toxic power. positivity. No. This does not mean never acknowledge when shit is bad. 
Sometimes saying that shit is bad oh, yeah. is the important thing you need to say. You're not speaking it into existence if you're acknowledging reality. But at the same time, don't speak into existence shit that isn't real yet. Or just be careful when, you know, when you're throwing out those curses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> when somebody pisses you off, uh-huh. remember, you are a witch and you are powerful. I think uh, we're going to call it there for tonight. Yeah. So... You can find us on Google if you Google the number three and the like when you say that. The letters P A A C <laughs> or the number three and the words pagans and a cat. We are on various social medias, including YouTube, Instagram. Right. Uh, Gwyn has an Instagram. Make sure you are following the right one because yes. there are some scammers out there pretending to be Gwyn and trying to get your money. Gwen will never message you out of the blue trying to get your money. No, I absolutely, and I think that's important to note, thank you, that uh, the scammer was messaging people offering to do spells or readings, things like that. I will never do that. Mm-mm. People know where to find me. What I do is listed on, I think, both the website, threepagansandacat.com, as well as on Facebook. But, yeah, I'm not going to go instant message you yeah. and say, hey, can I cast a spell for you? That's yeah. just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You know when your bank sends you a text and is like, we'll never ask you for this information. Gwen's never going to just ask you to pay her to do magic for you. Let me put it to you this way. If you receive any kind of message from me, from quote unquote Gwen, Gwen of that pagan of, of singular pagan and a cat that says, hey, darling, <laughs> or hello, beautiful, hello, beautiful, you're, pro- you're not talking to me. Being of love and light. <laughs> I am a psychic healer and witch. Exactly. I can clear energy blockage for you. Exactly. You're not going to get that from me. So just be warned. It uh-huh. is out there. Yep. Let's see. We also have a Redbubble. We have a Patreon. We have a Discord and a Facebook group. I've started writing on Patheos Pagan right. again. So please come visit the Patheos Pagan page mm-hmm. and uh, Three Pagans and a Cat blog. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the stuff we do. I think that's the stuff. All right. I think we're done. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) We're being economical with our words today as well as our finances. (laughs) Bye-bye.